0: Yes, welcome everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards NFL Betting Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're looking forward to Championship Weekend. Hope you get your bets on. I hope you're doing it responsibly as well. Uh, Joining me, as he always is, Adam Wolford. Uh, I hear you've you've written a lot of words this weekend, apparently.
1: I have been incredibly busy over the last few days. Yeah, I tried to get started early in the week. Um, Wednesday did a little bit and then uh bashed out the afc yesterday and i've just got in from work today and did the nfc previews um yeah rather a lot probably more than is needed but i like going in depth on my website and then you can if you want to flick through my key points they'll be on um a couple of other places so you don't have to read through all the uh stuff i put but i quite like going deep in depth with them with my previews, and it gives me a little bit of insight into the games myself. It does indeed, yeah. Obviously, it's how you get your edges. It's how you, you know, how you beat
0: the bookies. But yeah, obviously, you can go and find all Adam's stuff over at TouchdownTips.com, where you should have been all season long. Obviously, at Touchdown, at that Touchdown Tips uh, on the Twitter as well. But yeah, I must admit, when I was coming to write my my kind of two previews for this game, I I, I was like you. I wrote a lot of words for the Tennessee Kansas City game for reasons which we will get into in a minute. But the the Green Bay San Francisco seems to be the just the slam dunk obvious. But uh, yeah. the, the problem is when you get to this side of the season, you always try and find an angle, and you end up always overthinking it too much. But I think with the San Francisco uh, the Green Bay game, judging on what happened in the regular season game, I, I can't see that enough has changed for for a, a different outcome and different results. I expect kind of a similar similar storyline in that. And I say so you'll the, the post by the time you listen to the podcast will probably be up on the website anyway, so you can see what uh, all our, our thoughts are. But yeah. It, with the, with the Tennessee-Kennessee game, there seemed to be a lot more you could kind of, because it's been really strange in terms of the way t- Tennessee have kind of operated, you know, with the, the weird stats of Derek Henry rushing for a million yards and to, Ryan Tannehill passing for two yards. Um, it, it does not help the bookies one bit when they're trying to set lines. And say so we'll get into it in a bit more detail shortly because I think there's a hell of a lot of uh, value to be had in the, in the Kansas City game. But yeah, in terms of San Francisco and Green Bay, it was literally a couple of paragraphs. It's like, well, yeah, what, what more do you want me to talk about?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I did a little bit more than that. I've uh, listened to quite a lot. And um, yeah, while I am firmly on one side of that game, um, there was a lot of kind of little other bits there a little a few little snit, uh, tidbits that I've got that um, I was quite happy with. Mm. I found I found one, so it'd be interesting to see. We don't, we don't compare notes
0: prior to podcasting, folks. We're not that well advanced yet. Um <laughs> but yeah, It, it <laughs> makes for a better conversation because if you if you differ, it sparks a conversation, which is always good. Which is always good indeed. Okay, let's get to yeah. it then. Tennessee at Kansas City is the first one up. Minus seven and a half is Kansas City for favoritism, and over under here is fifty three. Um, Adam, I'll let you go first. I'm, I'm feeling in a, in a in a generous mood.
1: Yeah, it's actually uh, dropped to minus seven now. Um, So strangely enough, there's a little bit of money on Tennessee Titans, which personally I don't really understand. That's Um, because they're their of the month, aren't they? They they definitely are, yeah. um, I found this one actually really tough to handicap because it all depends on what happens in the first quarter. If the Titans manage to get ahead, then they'll try and keep to the same game plan as last week. Mm. If they go behind, then obviously they probably won't be able to run Henry 33 times again. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably will try and do that for the first half, no matter what. I think it'll be a lot of Derek Henry. But as you said, with um, with various lines, which I know which one you're alluding to for later on, it's very difficult to judge how exactly players are going to do in this game. Because... Mm. Yeah, uh, it, all, it all depends on game flow. Um, my first original thoughts are the Chiefs are going to win it uh, by a considerable amount. I just think they are far, far better than well, frankly, any team in the NFL um, mm. now that they're all fit and healthy and good to go. Um, I, I my last one of my last thoughts on this one actually was if the Titans win, it'll be between one and six points. If the Chiefs win, it'll be fourteen plus. I think I think it's one of those two things. Is that it'll either be a tight tight one one side or a blowout the other side and i'm leaning more towards the blowout on the other side mm. um <clears throat> yes yeah, so i have rather a lot written rather a lot on this one even my summary was about 700 words <laughs> uh yeah obviously derrick henry is the key on this one he's been immense in the playoffs they have run him into the ground he's had 96 carries for 588 yards at 6.1 uh, per carry which is just unheard of um I believe I heard today that out of the running backs with 30 carries plus over the last 10 years, Derek Henry has had um, 30% of them, Mm. (laughs) which which is just ridiculous. There's strong trends for players falling off considerably after multiple 30 carry games. Um, Henry's already booked that trend, so I don't know whether you can really carry on with that one he's just he's just different to everyone yeah well else.
0: It'd, be, it'd be interesting because obviously Derek Henry obviously what, four back-to-back road games now for for Tennessee and obviously being yeah. the ball 30 times I know Christian McCaffrey didn't suffer from it but you know Derek Henry's not seen that that workload for a while not not prolonged anyway so it'd be interesting to see if he is a bit banged and bruised I've seen they're just you know give treatment with precaution during the week in practice so um yeah, I don't see why we, why he would he would fall off a cliff
1: yeah um and henry runs a completely different style as well that's yeah. the thing he is a bruising back he does appreciate contact and he, he he invites it quite a lot so um it's a bit of a different way that he runs but yeah he is an absolute machine and obviously you saw what he did to Earl thomas last week just <laughs> shoved him out of the way then shoved him again and uh, he, he's just unstoppable at times it's just ridiculous um i i think yeah you, it's very difficult to stop him um yeah, um, the obviously Tannehill has barely thrown a pass uh, in this playoffs. I think he's had 15 completions. Eight of them have gone to the tight ends. Mm. Um, and it's the tight ends that I was looking at in this game. Um, John o Smith had three targets last week. He caught two of them. Um, you can get quite good odds on his receptions this week. He got over two and a half receptions at five to four on bet 365, which I really like. Um, If the game goes how I believe it will go, the Chiefs will get out to lead. the Titans will have to throw it more, which means that there'll be more for everyone in that passing game. Uh, They really need to get AJ Brown going if they do have to pass it. He has been brilliant uh, in the second half of the season, especially. He's very difficult to stop. He's basically um, Derek Henry, but the wide receiving version. Once he gets the ball, he gets a few yards, you are going to struggle to take him down. Um the Titans they've they've got this far mainly through their situational play. It's they, they've been outgame considerably in both games, but they stopped they stopped key plays. They stopped four out of four fourth down attempts by the Ravens last week. They had that stand before half time against the Patriots, where they stopped in three times from the one that one yard line. They they've just been I, I don't want to say lucky because they have been very good. But, there, oh, there, but the word I use was plucky. Just put it. put a p in front of lucky. Yeah, yeah, they they've definitely been plucky. Um, and Mike Vrabel, um, Mike Vrabel must be worried about his manhood because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he quite famously said that he'd quite happily chop off uh, chop off his junk if um, they won the play won the Super Bowl. So, maybe um, maybe he already has. and Now he's reaping the rewards. <laughs> And he just waves it around as motivation for everyone. <laughs> oh, wow. <I> mean,
0: that, <laughs> it's not quite Sky Sports deadline day purple dildo, is it?
1: <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's mainly the Titans side of things. The the Chiefs side, obviously, we saw what happened last week. Uh, Mahomes barely blinked an eyelid when they were 24-0 down. He he knew that they were the better team. He knew that once they figured out how to catch the ball that they'd be able to score. And scoring um, scoring... Three touchdowns in three and a half minutes was, was just ridiculous. I mean, they, they were only trailing in that game due to mistakes. And it's yeah. Um, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy game to watch. Uh, yeah, three touchdowns in three minutes, 24 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, That was three of the seven consecutive touchdown drives that they had last week. Um, so it, it, they can score from anywhere at any time. Uh, they've got so many weapons. Tyreek Hill was actually kept quite quiet last week. Um, I'm not sure he will be this week. Travis Kelsey... Should have a decent game. The Titans have been poor against the tight end this year. Um, they allowed nine touchdowns and seven most yards in the league to the tight end. So, Kelsey should have another big one. Uh, Damien Williams, obviously, he is the best fit for this running game. He had 100% of the offensive snaps last week. Delawin Thompson and McCoy only had one each on our fence. So, I think it's safe to say that Williams is the man there. And uh, the Chiefs' defense have been playing well. As I say last week wasn't really anything to do with them, it was mistakes, but uh uh Tim and Matthew has been brilliant, the honey badger, and Daniel Sarrington made some brilliant tackles last week. Uh it looks like Chris Jones is questionable this week. Yeah. Um but he was back in practice. Uh if he plays, that is a huge, huge addition to the Chiefs um or the Chiefs run blocking and sacks. He's their best, probably best guy in both of those if, areas. If Chris,
0: if Chris Jones plays in this game, the Kansas
1: City Chiefs will win by easy, by double, double digits. I, I believe so. And I I, th- I think either way they should do. But yeah, I, he would be a massive thing. Oh yeah, um, Frank- that's the,
0: that's the kind of difference from putting a tenner on it to, to going balls deep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Uh, Frank Clark had three sacks last week without Chris Jones there. Um, which was pretty impressive. One of them, I think he ran 42 yards or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, um, I saw that. Yeah, the yeah, Watson yeah. scramble, which I watched on the next-gen um, Next stats with the dots, and it is really quite fun to watch the, uh, <laughs> the dots because he has three goes at him and eventually takes him down from behind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, summary of the summary, I think the Chiefs win. I think they win quite considerably, to be honest. Mm. Uh, it should be a pretty good game to watch still, though, because it's very contrasting play, uh, styles of play.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, it's all about who comes out and executes game plan. Obviously, Tennessee have done that and over the last couple of games and, and been able to to take down the juggernauts of Baltimore, and obviously New England as well. So, um, yeah, like you say, the first quarter is important. Um, yeah, it mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, th- I think Tennessee will go in with exactly the same game plan they did against Baltimore. Keep it, you know, keep it close. Try and get plucky, trying to have a, a creative turnover or something like that, and just run, and just run the ball. So, uh, you know, ten, uh, Kansas City aren't great against the run. They did did rank twenty sixth in regular season in terms of rush yards per game given up. Uh, gave up ninety four last week against Deshaun Watson and, and Carlos Hyde. So, um, Ryan Tannehill's not a mobile quarterback either. So, you know, Chris Jones is, is massive massive, is pivotal uh, for for the Kansas City run uh, run game as well. Trying to stuff all that as well. You, you certainly, as a Kansas City fan, be uh, a lot more. Uh, comfortable if he if he was in the lineup. So um, yeah, I mean I, I think that the Titans will try and keep it close. Uh, I think their defense is actually better than them, probably the, the stats suggest. That front seven is is very decent indeed. Um, if you if you can stop Lamar Jackson from, from getting out and doing what he needs to do, Patrick Mahomes is obviously a bit more of a passer, so he's he's gonna beat you that way and you know Kansas City are the explosive team, they're the chunk yardage team, um who can just like say three three touchdowns in three minutes is is just ridiculous. But um I, I think the Titans will keep it long tight enough maybe going into the half and then the second half will start going but i, I, I see i don't i can't, still can't see that the titans going away from just handing the ball to Derek henry and, yeah i don't i can't see them putting it into tanner, tanner hill's hand um more often than you yeah, know what, what's gone on before was it 160 passing yards in two games or something stupid like that so yeah. um you know, looking looking at the lines you know transitioning to, to my bets obviously Two hundred forty-five point yeah, five passing yards is the line with with red zone, which is absolutely ridiculous. To be quite honest, should be nearer two hundred if if I'm quite honest. And, but yes, yeah, the, it does feel like potentially there's a trap. Yeah. The bookies are begging you to take yeah, the the unders, and um, so possibly I'm I'm falling into that a little bit. But we, we shall see. But I, I can't see Tanner Hill throwing for over two hundred yards personally. Um, Pass attempts line is twenty-nine and a half. His completion line is seventeen and a half as well. You yeah, both of those lines have gone under. Uh, in the last four straight games so uh, I'd probably advise to go under on those maybe um, go over on, on on maybe one of them or something I'm, I'm not quite sure but get, I can't see him thrown 30 times uh, personally so uh, the, first, the first quarter maybe even the second quarter as well it's going to be pretty much the same before it potentially gets out of hand because like, if it's going to get out of hand it'd be in the second quarter personally because uh, Andy Reid's pretty good at adjustments and that kind of stuff as well so um, mm-hmm. one thing I did like rushing was uh, Ryan Tannehill's rushing line yards was um, rush yards line was 19 and a half which he's only done once in the last seven matches he's not he's not yes he is a bit much, he's one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the league but he they don't use him like that just because of the way the running game is they just shove it to in Derek Henry's gut and off he goes um, yeah. his line is one hundred and six on the ground, but you can actually get ninety nine point five on red zone I don't know if that's still there. But if you want a bit of overs on Derek Henry, you know he's been absolutely mental last what month, six what six weeks. So um, ninety nine and a half is just a ridiculous, it's uh, ridiculous. I wasn't, wouldn't have been surprised if you'd seen 115, 120. There's the line. Obviously, everyone then backs, but you know jumps on the overs uh, or the unders for that, a line that high just because of injuries and that kind of stuff. And, possibly game script but yeah I thought 99.5 was quite was quite low it should easily be what the average is around 106 yeah should be probably a couple more couple more higher than that anyway um yeah I mean the, the ones that I've gone for a couple of points on under on the passing yards past attempts uh under on the rush yards off Tannehill hard just if it, if it does turn into it I'm just going to go put all my eggs in one basket um if it, if, it if, if the Chiefs blow them out then it's they're all they're all dead but um yeah interesting obviously you think it's going to be a bit of a change up for the times which they might do anyway considering obviously this is the way we've won they don't want to be staying too predictable but if it works and i say the the greatest compliment you can you can give them is everyone knows what they're doing but you still can't stop it so why why even you know why try and double cross yourself and think oh, they know we're going to do it so let' us try and do something different and change it up don't just don't get away from what's working but um yeah we, we shall see it's gonna be fascinating for like say first quarter first half um but I think the chiefs will will run away with it in, in the second half the chiefs do do tend to start quite quick um so yeah it's, it's definitely a more fascinating the game of the two uh, but we we shall see
1: yeah yeah it's um yeah it's definitely going to be interesting I think you've got to take over on um Derek Henry at night oh, yeah, to. To yeah yeah it's, it's four to six so it's not the not the oh, best of odds, huge, but it? Um, yeah, the, yeah they... Yeah, it,
0: it was 20 to 23
1: earlier, because that's what I've got down in my notes. Yeah, well, I was told uh, that it was 4 to 6. I'll admit, I didn't actually check. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was told that they've shaded the um, the, the juice on it a little. Uh, 20 to 27 now. Okay. Um, so yeah, a little, little bit <laughs> off um yeah looking at looking at ten attempts he's only had over thirty attempts three times this season yeah, yeah. Uh, since he took the helm uh what he has done well this season is multiple uh, touchdown passes uh he's had over one and a half which is the line uh at uh what were um uh, yeah over over one and a half passing touchdowns is five to four and he's oh, gone wow. over that in all but two of the games he started over one and um, a half is odds against Jesus. yeah for so him to throw two touchdown passes yeah. is um yeah it's 5 to 4 the reason i um, back that
0: is that you don't you don't need necessarily a pass yeah you don't need the chiefs to get up early because he can still do, he can still do those passing touchdowns to Titans or yeah. whatever as well so you, yeah it's yeah. really good bet obviously he opened, that obviously um,
1: opened opened with the one to jano smith last week so that was mm. one straight away last week was uh, yeah he still had two passing touchdowns last week yeah um, yeah um obviously um so yeah i thought that was That was pretty good odds. And if they are trailing and have to throw, like I believe, then um, obviously it's even better. Um, I have gone with the generic teaser that pretty much everyone uh, in pro gambling has gone with. um, Six-point teaser on the Chiefs and the 49ers, brings it down to Chiefs minus one and 49ers minus one and a half. Um, That's available at five to six. You can only do it, I believe, in the UK on Red Zone and Bet365. But it's essentially picking the Chiefs and the 49ers to win. Yeah, um, if you do it on the alternate um, the alternate um, spreads, it's, it comes out at lesser odds. So the teaser is the way to go if you can. Uh, you're getting point 0.1 of a point a little bit more. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, the other one that I've heard mentioned a few times is the field goals, um, which I think I mentioned to you earlier in our little chat. Uh, the The Titans have not kicked a field goal attempt since week 15. <laughs> of the season, and they've not scored one since week 13 which is is just ridiculous um it's because they are incredibly efficient in the red zone mm. uh this season they led the league with 78 percent of red zone possessions becoming touchdowns and the last three games are on 100 percent so every time they reach the red zone they've scored touchdowns Um uh, it's mainly derrick henry but obviously the fact that Tannehill is able to shift around and he scores yard one obviously you got one from a couple of yards last week um yeah you can get under one and a half field goals for the titans at uh four to five or if you want it to be a little bit more risky you can get under 0.5 so no field goals at 10 to three um Ooh. both of which i think are pretty good mm. um and then a spin-off from that one you've got um the chiefs to have the first field goal is just over five to six on paddy power Um, I don't think there'll be many field goals because it's freezing there. It's going to be about 20 degrees Fahrenheit, so minus four or five, uh, which doesn't help the kicking game at all. Um, But there shouldn't be any wins. And Harrison Buck has got a massive leg, so he could probably easily kick kick one for them. Mm. Um, And then another one I looked at was um, shortest touchdown uh, under 1.5 yards. Uh, is four to five. Uh, obviously, Derek Henry scored a lot of one-yard touchdowns early in the year. Uh, you've got the possibility of de- defensive pass interference in the end zone, which gives obviously teams the one-yard line. So, um, I, I think uh, yeah, they've scored. Titans have scored from inside the one-yard line. Sorry, inside the one and a half-yard line. Sixteen of their eighteen games this year. Wow. Uh, so four go. to five.
0: That's a stat. Yeah, step forward. Yeah, yeah. There were four. Um, there were four in that Seattle Green Bay game last week. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, Aaron Jones. I think it's um, seven of the eight playoff games. Something like that I heard earlier on a flea flicker betting. I will give them a shout out because Ross and uh, Jack are good lads. Uh, I heard on there earlier that um, that it's hitting seven of the eight playoff games this year. Um, So, yeah, probably not a bad one. It's one I'll definitely be on for the Super Bowl as well. It's one I always pick in the Super Bowl. Um, So yeah I think that's about me wrapped up. Um, Obviously there's a hundred million different lines and there's quite a lot that I like so it's just about narrowing them down. Uh, I do like the Tannehill Unders um, on his yards, Um, like you said they, they seem to be tempting us to go under on the Tannehill stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a bit of context as well. So I suppose going back to their the regular season game, obviously there were 67 points, and then there were just there were yards all over the place. But I think it's gonna, it's gonna it was a bit of a weird game that one in terms of how it played out. So um, I don't really pay too much attention to how that yeah when the kind of game was played. So obviously it's, it's something to be aware of that you know the Chiefs put up what, 35 in that game as well. So um, it was it a bit also- of a weird game.
1: It was Mahomes' first game back after Lissacay and his knee. He, yeah. he had a brilliant game still. He threw for 400 yards. Uh, but Tannehill had 13 completions in that game yeah. for 181 yards. Yeah. And that um, included like a final drive
0: kind of stuff, didn't
1: it? Yeah, that was a very quick final drive. The Chiefs, I believe, are like 98% likely to win that game before Tannehill took him down the field and um, threw the one to Humphreys. Mm-hmm. um but yeah there was a there was black punts. there was touchdowns negated by penalty there was a picks a fumble six for the titans it, it it was a weird game and yeah it was um a bit all over the shop that one mm-hmm. uh oh another one just uh, just looking at it is tanner hill longest pass uh thrown which i believe was 32 and a half or 37 and a half um yeah oh, boss that's the uh, packers game That doesn't help. Yeah, he's he's had over 40-odd yards. It's 35.5 yards for his longest completion. Mm. Uh, and just looking at it, he has had longs over that for six of the last eight mm. uh, games. And obviously, last week to Khalif Raymond was a 45-yarder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so while the Chiefs secondary has been good, uh, again... Oh, you, you've always got to go over in those markets because of the, the state of tackling in the league these days. Yeah. So so yeah, um well, there we go. yeah, I think I'm about done on that. I did have <laughs> Tannehill Hill any time at six to one as well, but uh uh and uh sorry, Michael Hardman, four to one, for are eleven to one. They're the kind of value ones I picked out. We but, did uh, so we we killed it last put week, didn't probably we? Probably two or three on site. Yes. Yeah, we did well.
0: Mm. We did
1: pretty really well last week, what was it? Kendrick Bourne, Johnny
0: Smith, Joshon Watson, all the rest of them. Oh Hope you follow days and Jets. Um yeah. Okay let's give some love to the nfc because we don't seem to be giving any love to the nfc green bay at san francisco san <laughs> francisco my, minus seven and a half over under here is 46 and a half uh like i say top of the show this game's a bit more straightforward last time these two met the san francisco 49ers at home won one by 29 points in this one and i haven't really seen anything to change in my mind that that would be anything different full back to full strength being much now for san francisco's defense so that so pretty much says goodnight for me in terms of Green Bay you know they're going to have to come up with short stuff and uh, I'm not quite sure they're going to establish any type of run game and Quan Alexander's going to get anything screen wise or anything quick so um, I can't as many as many different outcomes there could be for this game I can't see that many that result in a Green Bay win to be quite honest so um, again minus seven and a half I stick to my principles and I, I don't like taking seven and a half so I'm quite happy to pay um pay the juice a little bit as they say in America on minus six that's currently eight to eleven Uh yeah get very small very small difference in, my, in my opinion, so um, yeah, anyone out there wanting to play a handicap game, like I say, either do the teaser that Adam Adam suggested, or just do minus six, eight to eleven. Uh, just yeah. one thing I did notice is actually on this one, it's quite interesting. On Bet three six five, I think it was Bet three six five. I looked at the t- individual team totals because I wasn't quite sure what to go with the, with the over under of forty six and a half. There, it's it's probably about the right number, but I was just to look at the individual team totals. San Francisco, have got a line of twenty seven and a half. And Green Bay have got 18 and a half. But that actually implies that it should be a nine point handicap. And you've got seven and a half here for San Francisco. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, so mm. yeah, I don't, don't read that. Read, read into that. Yeah, read that, in, into that what you will. But um, it kind of says to me that you should be taking San Francisco. Uh, maybe they're just trying to entice Green Bay people to back Green Bay. I don't know. but um, So I'm interested to see if that line moves between now and you know, Sunday. So uh, we shall see. Um, yeah, again, unders, don't mind it. I can't see Green Bay scoring more than seven. That's eighteen and a half point line. So, um, that's what they score? What? They scored double uh, single digits, didn't they last time? I can't remember what the score was. Was it thirty-seven nine? Thirty-seven eight. Thirty-seven eight. Yeah. So I, I can't see one by what what's, what's, points. Yeah, I can't. I can't see what they from from Green Bay's perspective to they even get them get them anywhere near for for this one. Which pains me as a, a an anti 49ers guy. But hey, there we go. Um, for me, the, the one thing I did quite like actually is there's two. There's two prop bets that I've got. Uh, Raheem Mostert, eh, over fifty. Has it over fifty point five rush yards for bet sixty yep. five was five to six. Um, yep. his last six games have all been over that 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 mark. Um, or granted, they've all been been between fifty one and what it was it sixty something. But so he's only just scraped through. But considering that San Francisco 49ers backfield, he's pretty much got as much as a bell car role you can get in that backfield uh, under a Kyle Shanahan offense. So, um, he's getting the he's getting getting the volume, he's getting double-digit carries in each of the last six games as well, so um, doesn't need to be too even too efficient to, to get to over 50 uh, rush yards as well and say so they're going to heavily uh, run the game because that's what killed him last time, so you know, George Kittle, Kyle Huschek, um, just blocking the way downfield and off Raheem Mostert goes. So it's been quite interesting how he's taken over that backfield. Um, the other one uh, was Aaron Rodgers over twelve and a half rush yards. He um, he knows how to screw out of the pocket. And considering the ferocious pass rush that the 49ers do have, um, and also I think there might be some cheeky bootlegging going on from Matt Lafleur and, and Rodgers in this one as well, just to try something different um, and try and stop that pass rush from coming through. I can see over twelve and a half rush yards um, appealing as well. So. I quite like that I was five to six at back three six five as well so um
1: yeah yeah he, he went over it quite easily last week didn't he? and mm. he? Yeah, um, yeah
0: he's quite he's got but he's got some wheels on him and he's quite clever with uh when he does run so yeah you know it's not like a, a two yard scamper and then put your knee down he actually tried does try and, and anyhow I, I can see quite a lot of third and longs for for the packers and you what know, yeah some one yeah. of those might end up into like a you know Aaron Rodgers extending the play on the bootleg and mis-making someone tackle him and and getting to the first down so um yeah I, don't, I just think over 12 and a half yards sure that
1: kind of appealed to me. yeah he had 13 yards against them in the regular season oh, miles
0: miles over <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I I, I I do I I struggle with the NFC for some reason I struggle with the 49ers in particular just cuz I don't I don't really rate Jimmy G that much, and I know you don't. Um, <laughs>
0: what we'll we'll gave you that idea?
1: <laughs> the whole season of evidence. Um, yeah, I just find him really hard to judge because, unfortunately, he just wins. That, that's the thing. He's like um, Sean Watson was in college. That he just he just wins games, um, but he does have one of the best coaches in the league. So it's really really tough to judge him. But then again, I'm, I'm useless at judging Aaron Rodgers as well. I've not really. Rated him that highly for the last three, four years. When I no, know no, he's, he's not, he's be, not, he's not that good anymore. I I don't think he's that good anymore. But I also think that he has the ability to step up and be very good. But yeah, but that's just because of no, name and what me. he's done
0: previously. Though he's not done it
1: for years. Uh, yeah, but he's been injured. So I I argue with myself on it. Is that, yeah, everyone? Do I, I believe is injured. True. Is it's <laughs> like do I believe my call on him and what I see, or do I believe what everyone else sees? And it, it's really rough to. Really tough to kind of differentiate between them. Uh, what I do know is that he's only got one target in the passing game. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. Adams, which if you get Richard Sherman on him, either for the whole game, which is very, very rare, because Sherman ne- normally just plays the left side. One side, yeah. But apparently he travelled a little bit more last week. Um whether they just kind of mix it up this week and just do Sherman on him or whether he's double teamed, is they're going to make it very difficult to get the ball to him. And without him, there's very little in the passing game. Uh, Adam's had two thirds of the team's passing yardage last week, hmm. uh, receiving yardage last week, which is crazy. He's had double digits targets in nine of his last 10 games, averages about seven catches per game. Um, Alan Azard seems like he's the two there, but he missed a bit of the game last week with a knee. Um, out of all their receivers last week Um, all of them had one catch or less sorry one target or fewer Yeah. Um, other than Adams which it's not exactly convincing and then you've got the 49ers run defense which was brilliant last week you've got the pressure that they're able to get on quarterbacks even against the Packers offensive line which is one of the better ones in the league I just don't see how how the Packers are going to move the ball frankly Um, so yeah I'm I'm very firmly on the 49ers' side of this. Um, even like you said, it, with Muster with his yards, he only had 11 carries last week, as the two basically, because yeah. Coleman had the bulk of it. Coleman had his 22 carries last week, which screwed over a lot of things that I did, um, <laughs> assuming that Mustard was going to be the one. Uh, but Mustard ran well; he had 12 carries, 58 yards, which which is kind of crazy. Um, Kendrick Bourne, obviously, I've mentioned him many a time on on here. His line is set at 20.5 on William Hill um, for receiving, uh, which is pretty good. And he's 3-1 to one score anytime, uh, which again is pretty good. He's mm. scored as many as Debo, Sam, Debo Samuel is this year and he's priced quite a lot higher. He, he's like a f- fifth or sixth um, 49er. And then you've got the best tight end in the league, uh, Mr. George Kittle, um, who does everything. As you said, his blocking is just so, so far far and away better than pretty much every other tight end in the league and he loves it that's that's one of the main things that you see um the Packers are um fourth worst in the league against the tight end for the last 10 weeks they've given up the fourth most yards to the tight end uh so Kittle should probably get a little bit more involved in the passing game this week Mm. which will be interesting obviously he only had three catches last week which wasn't uh wasn't brilliant um from the Packers side of it I will give them a bit of credit they have drafted or sorry Did very well in free agency with the Smith brothers, uh, putting up 25 and a half sacks in the regular season between them. They got two each last week, which uh, obviously shows they can get pressure. But the 49ers are fully fit. It's um, a pretty crazy, crazy thing to happen. But the bye week allowed them to have everyone on their active roster active, (coughs) which very rarely happens. And after they had a week four bye week, it was really needed uh, that they got the first seed. Mm. Um, a little, little nugget that I heard on a podcast this morning, Aaron Rodgers is 0-8 and eight as a 7-point or more underdog. Obviously, doesn't happen a whole lot. The last win that Green Bay had as, an, as a 7-point or more underdog was Brett Favre in 2005, um, which obviously is the situation they find themselves in this week. So they mm. do not do well against better teams. A um, few better I had in this one, obviously the tease that I mentioned. Uh, with the um, brilliance of the defensive lines on both sides. Total sacks over five and a half is 10 to 11 on Bet365. Obviously, you've got both teams who get very good pressure. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, as I mentioned, over twenty and a half and a half receiving yards. Um, Debo Samuel over 49 and a half receiving yards. He seems to be the wide receiver one for the 49ers now. He seems to have taken that role away from uh, Emmanuel Sanders. The only worry is that he gets involved in the rushing game as well. He actually had three touchdowns on the ground and three through three through the air um, last year, which is a bit of a strange one. And then the touchdown scorers, I've just gone for a bit of value because, frankly, all the all 49ers players are quite short. You've got Kendrick Bourne 3-1. to one. Uh, Jamal Williams is just over 4-1 to one at red zone. He was the better player against 49ers in a regular season as they trailed quite significantly at the half. He got a lot more of the ball than Aaron Jones. Um, if that happens again, I'd imagine Jamal Williams will step up again. He did nothing last week, frankly. He had one catch and one rush attempt, which again killed me because I got a really good line on him. Mm. But uh, it's what it is. And then um, Jace Sternberger, I've mentioned him a few times, the rookie tight end for the Packers. He, <laughs> he's 40-1. to one. Um, <clears throat> He had one catch all year. <laughs> but he played <laughs> a lot of snaps last week as the fullback because uh, Danny Vitale was out with illness. Uh, I believe Vitale's um, questionable again this week, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets quite a few snaps again. And if he's on the field, he's got a chance. So at 40-1, I, I had to have a tiny, tiny nibble on that, just for a bit of interest. Mm. Cue,
0: cue there. So you're saying there's a chance, mate?
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's one of those. I've tipped him a couple of times on... My written stuff at 20 to 1 and things like that. I, I know that he's on the field. I know that he's there, and Jimmy Graham is Jimmy Graham. So he's not exactly someone you've got that much faith in. Mm. Um, so yeah, 40 to 1. I, as I say, yeah, I, I had to have a nibble. Chuck a um, it's worth, yeah, it's worth keeping an eye on Alan Lazard's fitness. Um, if he doesn't go or if they think he's going to be limited, then Geronimo Allison over 14 and a half receiving yards is pretty tempting <laughs> even Jimmy Graham 24 and a half receiving <laughs> yards he obviously no. topped that last <sighs> week this this is all dependent so on Lazard so because they literally won't <laughs> have anyone to throw to um, no. but yeah i i i firmly believe the chiefs and the 49ers will both probably cover the spreads but it's been it's been a pretty weird playoff so far <laughs> so
0: it's yeah, uh, yeah I, like, it's I do just, like i do like that too, a bit it's tough. Fair. Um, I've, I've just realised that I, I did say that Raheem Mostert's got had a bell cow role. I obviously, didn't listen to or didn't watch any of Tevin Coleman's carries last week, so ignore the bell cow. the he has a he has a particularly
1: focused uh, role in that offense. So. Yeah, at the end of the regular season, he definitely took it over. And oh, he did, had, yeah, yeah. It was a bit weird, he had wasn't six it? Games in a row with consecutive touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, it was a bit weird
0: to see what Tevin Coleman yeah. got last week.
1: So yeah, yeah, but I, I believe that Shanahan He's... I, after after watching him completely destroy the Bengals in the second game of the season,
0: <laughs> I, I
1: firmly have a lot of faith in him now. Um, what? Because they
0: destroyed the Bengals.
1: Uh, we, were, we were we were on top of the world at that point. We would nearly beat the Seahawks in the first game. That was the first home game. A new dawn under Zach Taylor, and yeah, um, Shanahan rolled in and schemed them out. So, of the park. It was it was ridiculous. Everyone was wide open. Everyone was running there. Uh, Jet sweeps, Debo killed us. So yeah, you, they,
0: where are you picking from next in the
1: draft? Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a good season <laughs> after that. That, that, was, that was the dream killer. That, that was the
0: that that turning game, point, was it?
1: Yeah, the second game of the season. Jesus. just ruined it for yeah. us. Um, so yeah, I think I'm about wrapped up on that. Um, Aaron Jones, I'll just uh, quickly mention it. He's only scored in three of their eight road games this year. Uh, he's even money. Which might seem tempting. I'm a, I'm a little bit kind of put off by it. Um, when he did score, though, he scored four against um, certain. Who, who's that? Dal, Dal, Dallas Cowboys. He scored four Yay. touchdowns against. Um, he got two against the Vikings, and he got two receiving touchdowns against the Chiefs. Strangely enough, um, so when he did score on the road, he scored multiples. Which um, nine to two, I think, was the best price I saw on two or more touchdowns uh, for him but yeah only three out of eight road games this year he scored
0: Touche to you mate Touche to you indeed um yeah. yeah. anything yeah anyway, well yeah, the Chicago Bears put 30 on us so there you go that's all you need <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly that's all you need to know so anyway enough of this this is a Cowboys bashing podcast anyway Um yeah that's, yeah that's pretty much going to do it and I'll say all the um Best will be up on the website, fulltenyards.com. So don't forget to check Adam's good stuff over at uh, tdtips.com as well. And so like I say, probably following him at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. Like you should be like good people that you are. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Just a quick shout out to uh, Jamie Byram, who is doing a raffle uh, in honour of obviously obviously Steve Rains who recently passed away. I said I'd give him a bump on the pod. Um, so go and check out Kickers Matter on Twitter and go and check out uh, Jamie Byram's account. They're obviously doing a raffle uh, which finishes on the Super Bar as well. So you can buy a ticket and um, you can win some really good prizes as well, some lo- lovely donations uh, for a good cause as well. So make sure you go and check that out. Um,
1: I think... Yep. I um, think that's it. Go on. At Jamie underscore Byram KM is his oh, um, Twitter handle. There you go. Meet in the pub, mate. Me and you. you yeah, he's I, I set him up. you knock not out of the <laughs> pub. He's a great guy, and obviously Steve was. I, I've, I'm in a few leagues with. Well, I was in a few leagues with Steve, and he, he was a great lad, from what I could tell. I, I was looking forward to meeting up with him at the NFL game. Didn't mm-hmm. happen, but yeah, definitely try and donate some money if you can. Yeah. Um, I've, I've donated quite a few times. Um, because, but why? Well, it was first to cancer research, and then towards his family, who obviously were pretty much torn apart. But yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> not, not, not the best of uh, ends to the thing, but it's... I know, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's good, good course things course. are coming out of it, so...
0: Yeah. That's the main thing. Hopefully good things are coming out of all the bets from the weekend. Look at that pro segue to finish the podcast, so there you go. Awesome. Um, that's going to do it for today. We'll be back on Monday, breaking down all the championship games, see if we, uh, see if we made it any money. But in the meantime, Adam, thanks for joining us, as always. Obviously, just one more game. That, well, We're not doing a, we're not doing a pro podcast, are we? no 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 nah, no nah, nah. good that was gonna be a no anyway
1: uh <laughs> well anyway, um, back, you'll have back, a bet on it though to... wouldn't you i bet you'll have a bet on it back the unders yeah exactly <laughs> no, no one care no one cares uh they don't want to get hurt back the unders
0: there you go back the unders yeah uh, so that's that's next week's podcast I and mean, i'll just copy and paste that in <laughs> 10 second yep. podcast Done. um there we go right okay let's get out of here let's uh let's go and have the rest of our saturday night uh yeah Adam. thanks for joining us so we'll be back on monday in the meantime it's goodbye from adam uh goodbye that's goodbye. You know, what, what happened to the Who Day? Uh, it's the end of the season. Nothing's, nothing's happening week, uh, week two, isn't it? That's where it went, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's goodbye from me. In the great words of Kevin Cato, it's a bye bye for now. A bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or
1: email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com.